They are kooky, kooky, kooky. Today is November 18th, 2022, and you're listening to episode 10 of the Tom and Scott Podcast Show. Broadcasting from both ends of the I-35 corridor directly to your ears with a fresh look at pop culture, current events, and whatever we find interesting. I'm Scott, the guy who wishes he had web shooters, and... I'm Tom, not a bot. You can't prove I'm a bot. (laughs) Welcome to our show. Thank you for joining us today. Well, it's been a little while since Tom and I have been able to get together because our schedules haven't meshed up very well. Uh, but we are enjoying uh, one uh, just past our one-year anniversary of doing this podcast together. So congratulations, Tom. Woohoo! Congratulations to you. Yeah, this is awesome. So we've been friends <laughs> for a long time, and uh, we appreciate getting together on Zoom since we live, I don't know. 2,000 miles apart from each other? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Seems not. like it. Maybe farther. Yeah, it might be. 24,000. Something like that. It, it's a long ways. <laughs> so I do want to do a temperature comparison today. Since I am in the northern latitudes, our high temperature right now is 19 degrees Fahrenheit. So what's yours? Um, Let's see. It actually has been cold down here. Um, I think I saw ice on something. <laughs> you saw ice on something. Oh, that's weird. So right now it's 44. So that's oh, oh that that's is about pretty... as cold as we get. Yeah. So that's pretty did, crazy. Did cold. you even have to turn your furnace on? Oh yeah, it's been on. Yeah. So we have uh, about two to three inches of snow on the ground right now, and um, little. It was snowing pretty fairly heavily this morning. So, yeah. God bless winter. And it's not even winter yet. We still got a month before that. The official start of winter after the summer solstice. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's the way it goes up here in Minnesota land. Uh, (laughs) You have like this one last day of like a 60 degree day. And actually on that day, I was like, should I put the Christmas lights up now and just not plug them in till after Thanksgiving? And now I'm regretting it. (laughs) Because that's cold. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, yeah, I think Sunday we'll be back up to uh, around 30 degrees. Wow. Sorry, so, but that's okay. You can feel sorry for us in the summer. Yeah, I'll feel sorry that's right. For you yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> the cars are melting into the pavement. <laughs> yeah. we, we've still probably got about 30, 40 days of 70, 75 degree weather. So, yeah, you have like one, one week or two two of winter of course a couple of years ago you had that massive storm that went through right yeah snowpocalypse snowpocalypse <laughs> you know in our energy bills up here we have a snowpocalypse uh, surcharge <laughs> uh, because of the price fluctuations that that snow event down in texas caused so i think we pay seven seven or eight bucks as a surcharge on our energy bill every month because of that. Because they can't I don't really understand that, but <laughs> well, they can't, uh, well, I guess they were buying some energy from Texas, but they can't adjust our prices as fast, but they can add oh, a surcharge to help compensate for, you know, cause because that down there was caused by that energy market. And of course, mm-hmm. overnight the prices went up like 10,000%. So yeah, I don't know. Somehow it works out. 
and whatever. It's still something we got to pay. Um, well, I think fraud every time I see surcharges like that on my bills. So. That's right. Yeah. Well, sure, we have to pay that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's how the <laughs> cell phone companies get you too. It's like, oh, our price is only $100 a month. Of course, you'll pay 180 after all the fees and taxes. <laughs> Thank you. And, and wait till next year when we yeah. crank up your bill. That's right. Yeah. And your service decreases because we appreciate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, you usually have an interesting fact to start off our show. So what did you want to share today? Well, uh, all this talk in the media about Twitter. And uh, that's just a toxic subject, I think so. Go Elon. I wanted to talk about, yeah, Elon. Uh, (laughs) Nice. I wanted to talk about bots. And because uh, even as a uh, computer guy, uh, sometimes it's kind of mystical to me, so I found myself digging into it. But anyway, I wanted to talk about bots in social media and what they mean. So uh, that's it. So so what are bots? And I think most people understand that. It's just a program that pretends it's a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, how easy to tell is it to tell that you're talking to a bot? And unfortunately, it's not because, you know, sometimes you might think it's a bot. It's just somebody who doesn't speak English well or works on translations. Sometimes you might be dealing with a sock puppet. Are you familiar with sock puppets? No, yeah, actually, that one I'm not familiar with. That's just somebody um, uh, creating like an alter ego. I've done it once just for fun. Oh, okay. Um, I, I made a kind of racy name and had fun. It was a picture of uh, Shooter McGavin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just for fun. I wasn't trying to fool anybody. But some people has sock puppets, or they can just impersonate other accounts. And we've seen a ton of that. Somebody will hack or hack into. Uh, hope they don't hack uh, into somebody else's account and just pretend they're them. Okay. So, um, but anyway, it's but they're all over the place. Uh, they can be rudimentary programs or really sophisticated, to where you really can't tell. I don't know if they passed the Turing test. If you're familiar with that, mm-hmm. but you really can't tell you're not talking to a person. It's not quite AI, and that's one of my pet peeves, uh, but it's getting there. They're pretty sophisticated, or they can be. Um, and actually, some bots are really good. Uh, like on Twitter, there's a bunch of uh, bots that will send you reminders okay. or will go through different feeds and give you recommendations based on you know what people are talking about, things like that. Those can be bots or part of the service. Um, and they're pretty easy to create. Uh, some platforms... Um, sorry, if I get too deep in the nerd talk, just pull me out, (laughs) slap me and I'll stop. Um, but some platforms, Twitter in particular has an API, which means application programming interface. It's just a way that you can write programs to do it, but you can also write tools that just work with your browser. And I mean, you can do that in the browser itself, just write little code and make it do things. So they write code that reads text and posts and things like that. And then it posts. That's really what it's doing. But the ones we're really worried about are malicious bots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the only way to stop there from being so many bots is to do those annoying captchas and things like that, where you have to prove you're a person. You familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Like, um, how many have a picture of fire hydrant, that kind of garbage. Yeah. But that's actually really effective. Um, all you really need is an email address. But, um, for most of these platforms. But uh, the malicious and manipulative ones are out there. And a lot of people are like, ah, so what? 
Well, um, the sheer well. numbers of the abats. Yeah, it's, it's the more I read about it, the more I just kind of gritted my teeth. So, um, again, we'll, we'll use Twitter, but I mean, this is on all platforms because Elon was really concerned with how many bots there were. And so many people in the press were going, ah, there's not that many. It's like 5%. Okay. 5% is a lot. That's millions. Um, yeah. And, uh, it, they're estimating now it's probably closer to 20%. Oof. Uh, Twitter before he bought it, uh, was dumping half a million accounts per day. Now we don't know exactly how many people are on Twitter because of that fluctuation of bots and, yeah. you know, the press is going, so many people have left. That's just, that's, yeah. there's been a lot, but come on. There's probably about 65 million bots just on Twitter. And if you add up all the other social media networks, it, it's probably close to a billion fake wow. little bot things. Again, some might be helpful, but most of these are just causing problems. So, again, why do we care? Well, that costs a lot of money, whether it's power, infrastructure, capacity. I mean, it, you have computers talking to computers, serving no real purpose, just <laughs> You know, chatter, 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 what? chatter, chatter. Are we making <laughs> Skynet? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more like uh, it's more like a ventriloquist puppet's talking to you. You all right? I'm all right. You know that kind of <laughs> junk. So it's not really serving a purpose. But generally, the problem is misinformation, propaganda, conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of swirl on that. Um, no matter what side you take in an opinion, uh, someone's bound to call it. You know, conspiracy theory is my favorite one. Yeah. It seems like more conspiracy theories have been proven true than false. We're not talking, you know, Bigfoot. Um, but that also affects, um, with all the actual misinformation, it affects free speech. Because you do have all these bots and people just chattering nonsense or uh, hate speech or inflammatory, spe- inflammatory mm-hmm. speech, which is, you know, out there too. But suffice it to say, there's a lot of misinformation out there, um, a lot. So what? Um, also, like, go ahead. I'm sorry. So how do these bots go get beyond just like a selected text conversation? I mean, how? Well, you can program them to to watch for certain words. Okay. And and they're or able to, to go put... to certain groups. Like, um, so I you... can see most of the things just as a user that you like on Facebook uh-huh. or other platforms. And so they add a bunch of categories in there. So is there like a module that people can just put in there that gives them uh, English syntax or something like that? I'm assuming yeah. most of these bots are English or speak English. Yeah. Um, probably, but yeah. I'm, there's probably Russian. Yeah. No, they but can come from anywhere. Yeah. yeah and, but, and most social platforms operate in many countries. So they have many language bases yeah. too. But regardless, but yeah, you translate on the fly. Yeah, you'd have to. Well, I guess it could. I mean, you could write a subroutine, right, where it produces output in English, and then another subroutine takes that and just converts it to uh, Spanish or Russian or whatever. I, I assume that's not that big of yep. a leap for ha- some. Happens people. all the time. You you can do it right in your browser. You can convert yeah. the pages just right in uh, Chrome or whatever. So that's that's not too bad, but that that brings up another point that they can pretend they're from other countries, you know, oh, no matter yeah. where they're from. They could, okay, well the IP is in Russia, but uh, 
you know, it looks like this guy's in LA. Well, <laughs> and we talked about VPNs before, so yeah. that's definitely a problem. So they're just spoofing um, their IP address. Oh, and- yeah. Another problem it can cause is like in advertising or politics because, uh, okay, so if you see an ad with a wonderful claim and then somebody below it say, I've been using it for 10 years and it's wonderful. Well, that could be several bots that are programmed to save that and just sprinkle it all over the place. Oh. Or just fake people. They could be sock puppets too. <laughs> um, but that happens a lot in politics. You, you get a lot of, oh, what a wonderful man. You know, he saved my puppies and kissed my babies, whatever. <laughs> um, and, and of course, he one of the places my where this, <laughs> it's, it's spilling over into ratings, which is, you know, an, another one of my pet peeves. I have a lot of pets, uh, peeves. Um, you've probably heard about, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, review bombing lately. Mm-hmm. Maybe you haven't Yeah, review bombing. And then now there's a lot of claims of reverse view bombing. I'm telling you, I know that's true. I, I know it's both true. What is that? Um, so that's where, like, um, I won't say what the movie is, but there's there's a movie I saw this whole report on where it's getting like a 95 percent in the in the viewer ratings column, and uh, somebody was going through it, going, "Look at these ratings," and it would say like, um, "Good special effects, nice seats, five stars, five out of five, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes." And then he would scroll down and you'd see another one and another one and another one. They're almost like exi- worded slightly different. Uh, like um theater warm, nice seats. <laughs> <laughs> so at first you're like, oh, okay, this is a person, English as a second language. Uh maybe. <laughs> but of course they have, you know, weird names and short things. But um anyway, so these sites are getting flooded with all these positive or negative reviews. Or like on Amazon, when you see how great a site is, yeah. I've seen stuff there too, I've or how seen great it, a book is. Yeah, that's the one I always see. If you start looking at book reviews, and yeah. especially, this has happened to some very prominent uh, book writers here recently. Before their book is even released, I was just going to say that <laughs> there's like these extensive reviews of their books. And basically, they've been going to their website, picking out things and assuming what the book is going to have in it and writing a review about a book that hasn't even been released. It's just in pre-order, which, like, how is this even possible? And a couple of them have podcasts and talk about, how how do I have a thousand reviews already? And I, you know, only the publisher has read the script, not me, and it's not been released. It's just impossible for that to happen. But there it is. Yeah, so you'll see a lot of those will be one star out of 10, 10 stars out of 10 too, right? Yeah. So, and, and that's another byproduct of what's going on. So you get all this mass stuff that might not all be bots, but it fires up real humans. So I've seen so many movies and TV shows lately that are, you know, everybody should be put giving it a six or a seven, mm-hmm. but thousands and thousands of people are giving it ones and tens. So you look at the distribution and it looks like a, an equalizer, you know, high bass, high treble. It's just, it's like a big smile because all the reviews are on the tens and the ones. Interesting. So it's worthless. Yeah. And you can't talk to a movie critic. They're just all shills to me. (laughs) Yeah. They're all, they all stink. So, so that's a byproduct of it. And, um, uh, it also brought on the topic of fan baiting, which we can talk about another time, which uh, is really interesting by the way. But again, it's, Popularity, public opinions, that's why a lot of stars liked Twitter, a lot of celebrities, because 
you know, they'll get on there and say, hey, I like roast beef, you know, and 100,000 likes. Okay. Woo-hoo. Good for you. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, a, a lot of comments, they call it ratio, ratioing. Uh, they can view how, how positive it's trending. Um, but yeah, trolling, echo chambers, you can target people. Okay. Quick story. Um, this one person I, I listened to, uh, she, she made a comment about a movie and all of a sudden she has tens of thousands of comments on her feed that are totally like making fun of her life. Like, ha ha, your sister died. Ha ha, your dog died. I'm not kidding. Just like over and over and over. And it's been going on for a month. Well, that's not organic. I no. mean, how could you hate somebody for, so that's, I'm not saying that's necessarily tr- uh, bots, but you know, when the flow of water <laughs> flows out of the river and it, the the water follows a path. So if it walks like a duck. <laughs> yeah. So it but anyway, like it, a... it causes a lot of problems. So, yeah. so what, what can we do? And there's a lot more you can talk about with bots, but so as we figure all this out, just remember um, that everything could be true or a bologna sandwich, you know, um, that's just the way the world has always been and will always be. So, these things rarely matter. I mean, honestly, are you going to go to fisticuffs with somebody because they like the movie and you don't? Yeah. Or they like, you know, your flavor of jelly and you don't. <laughs> Whatever. Um, don't let it get your blood pressure going. Just relax. There's always going to be somebody that hates good and loves evil. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's just an opinion. So just let it flow. Um, consider the information. Do research. Or, or ignore it. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. often the best thing to do. Just, yeah. just blow it off. But, uh, yeah, 90% of what's on social media does not matter. Yeah, I, I would, that's low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe another time we could talk about Twitter. It'd be nice to see what happens as all the dust settles. Mm-hmm. Or the uh, what they're calling the tech apocalypse. I know everything's apocalypse. Um, which... which I'm not worried about it personally. Well, it I'm is in the tech uh, sector, but it's yeah. pretty crazy. We can talk about that. It is one of the stories we were gonna. Let me. Oh, good. Share the. Good. But that's it. That's that's my bot report. Your bot report. Well, thank you for the bot report. There. Uh, I gotta get back to my Zoom channel and share screen and share screen. Share. There we go. All right. Thank you. You just turned small. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So one of the stories we're going to talk is, um, of course, Elon has taken over Twitter, as you've already noted. And one of the, and he right away started firing the execs, right? And uh, of course, you'd be aware that just a day or two ago, he sent out an email to everybody saying if if you don't want to work hard and don't come into the office then you're pretty much uh just we'll give you three months severance and you can you can vacate the premises he has backed off on that a little bit but he's pretty much going hardcore but i after a couple months his um uh bottom line is gonna very much improve at twitter because he's gonna have a lot of uh people not working there anymore so and I don't necessarily know what everybody at a big company like Twitter would do since 
the majority of stuff on Twitter is user generated. So, but I I know they have lots of servers and stuff that need maintained. But I I don't know why a company like this needs tens of thousands of employees. But you know that's just me. Uh, do you know? Well, there's there were a lot of things going on behind the scenes too. Like uh, I don't know if you heard about blue check mark. Oh yeah, controversy. So apparently people were selling those. Oh, um, really? Yeah, $15, no, I didn't thousand dollars. I heard one of them. Oof. So yeah, that was pretty crazy. So the blue check marks are pretty important to prove who you are, but mm-hmm. he's restructuring all that. Also, there were a lot of people not doing anything, which happens a lot in tech companies, mm-hmm. especially that go boom and bust. Well, Twitter is way into bust. That's why I'm surprised yeah. he bought it, especially for that price. It was five million a day. Is that right? Yeah, something no, maybe like it's that. A month. Yeah, it was not making money. We put it that way. It's a yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. I, but anyway, he's doing a lot of cost-cutting measures. Um, there's a lot of crying over the people he fired, but most of them are getting paid for three and four months. So they're still employees. They're just locked out and not allowed to come in the building. Yeah. But they still get a check. Um, yeah. I'm killing the – I don't know if you saw the YouTube with the day in the life of a Twitter person. It happened. Yeah. yeah. She had one meeting. She spent the whole day there, did yoga like three times. Yeah. Drank, you know, had free had meals and some drank kind wine of at the end. Soy latte, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it looked like a $10. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So most of that stuff's going to be gone. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, as well, a, she did as have a two, or th- person, two or three meetings. One of the meetings, <laughs> I think, was actually about more meetings. <laughs> well, that's, I understand that too. Yeah. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Um, but as a tech person, most of that, most of that stuff, it's like, oh, do you want, you know, free lunch? It's like, can I have a little bit bigger monitor instead? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's, can I have a better keyboard? Oh, sure. 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 Yeah. Most techie type people, but you know, you've got a lot of management, you got a lot of, uh, a lot of different jobs. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. Who knows what's going on? We'll find out in a, a year or two what really happened well and even i for some you know you listen to those in the know a lot of people don't even know if it'll still be twitter as people have come to know it within a year like it'll be radically changed so of course if you listen to no agenda and adam curry he thinks it's going to become some kind of marketplace to spend and buy buy things and It'll be that Elon wants to become a bank and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Now I don't know if that'll happen, but it is. They're restructuring it, yeah, significantly. So we'll see. Uh, he definitely cut some fat. Maybe he cut too deep. Um, I don't know. Depending on who you listen to, the numbers are up or down. Yeah, which means somebody's full of it, or everybody's full of it, or it's bots. I bet it's bots. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do appreciate the bots that call me once in a while, and uh, they'll call me. You always know it's going to be a robot because it takes takes like a almost a second to answer, and then they'll start out and go hello, and then wait for you to respond. And of course, most people say hello, and then it'll say something, and and then I'll go, "Oh, are you a robot?" Well, that's not what I wanted to talk to you about today. <laughs> <I'm> like. <laughs> 
So and then eventually the system gives up and hangs up on me, but that's okay. I have fun with it while I have it. So, but some of them will carry on a conversation actually for quite a while. You, even with you asking it, if it's a robot, it just kind of ignores that question. So I, you know, I, I imagine in our lifetime that we will be talking to virtual people kind of, um, minority report style, you know, they'll be scanning our retinas and have tailored ads whenever you walk into gap or whatever. And, you know, some kind of plausible person up there talking to us, but that's really cool. That was interesting as always, Tom, that you always have a kind of unique little tidbit for us to remind us that we are not alone in this universe. There is technology. (laughs) Well, Let's talk about some crazy things going on now. Uh, so recently there was a story on Fox News about an Indonesian grandmother who was eaten alive by a 22-foot python. So uh, this lady, uh, she's 54 years old. They lost her and her son went looking for her. And then they found this python and grandma's inside of it. And so if you click on the link in the show notes, of course, we post that on Facebook uh, or on our uh uh, website there, bloodpumpmedia.com. Uh, and you can see here they filleted the the python alive to pull grandma out. Uh, no one witnessed the woman being eating, but she is there. So I bring this up because the next story is about Florida. And everybody knows how much we think Florida is just <laughs> completely crazy. So every year, Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation has a python hunt. So I know it's kind of up on your screen. I don't know if you can see it. Do you yeah. know how many pythons were captured this year alone in Florida? I think I can see it. Yeah. So I'll highlight the, the number. So uh, I'm just going to take a shot in the dark and say 231. Hey, well, how did you get that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this year alone in the 10-day challenge of finding pythons in Florida – 231 and the guy who captured the most captured 28 uh and this so was only from, a 19 year old guy but he won ten thousand dollars yeah <laughs> aren't they not indigenous to the united states they are not this is yeah people think <laughs> Hence it the is, name right yeah burmese, burmese python <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like uh, yeah, people get them as pets and pythons get big. Of course, the one that ate grandma in the last story was 22 feet long. Most people don't want that around their house. I mean, that stretches across the living room, right? Uh, but so people get these snakes for a little while and then like flush them down the toilet or just think, oh, well, I don't want to kill my snake. So I'm just going to release it out in the Florida Everglades. Because that's kind. Yeah. Because that's being good so there is a you know a big problem with these pythons not only obviously eating people in other parts of the world or small mammals uh, that they are creating a problem with the food chain in these areas yeah let's see they had uh almost a thousand people from 32 states canada and latvia arrived in south florida to participate in the challenge isn't that you know isn't that nice mention of Latvia? But yeah. Then, okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> a female Nothing Burmese Latvia. Yeah. For, so a female Burmese can lay between 50 and a hundred eggs at a time. 
So not only, you know, uh, these things are released because they were somebody's pet, but then again, they keep uh, procreating. So it's, uh, the story notes that two th- since 2000, more than 17,000 wild Burmese pythons have been removed from the state of Florida. <laughs> Just don't. Don't leave Disney World if you're going there. <laughs> Stay inside the gated parks because yeah, between the you thought those little you thought those little salamander lizard things were right. weird when you go down there. We would yeah, those too. So um, between the crocodiles on the golf courses and the Burmese pythons <laughs> out there, uh, <laughs> but, but I was gonna say when when the python uh, swallowed the grandma, did somebody go? What big eyes you have? <laughs> You move past so fast, I couldn't drop the joke. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. Well, I don't know. Florida scares me. I know it's got no tax, and the seniors like going down there, but I just feel like Soylent Green is people. Like, things are going to eat you there. Shouldn't be, should it be that wild? I guess it was swampland for most of its existence, right? It's just recently that people have been pumping the swamp out. So. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, next story is there's an interesting <laughs> lawsuit being filed. Um, what the heck? So Houston. Sorry, woman, I'm reading ahead. <laughs> yeah. Houston woman files lawsuit after custodian urinated in her water bottle, giving her an STD. Like, I didn't know this could happen. <laughs> so there's this guy. I shouldn't laugh because if it's true, I, I feel terrible. But yeah. It's funny. So, I, so the. Yeah, the woman's never had sex with the guy, but she ended up getting a STD. I don't remember. I'll have to look at the story. So this guy, he looks like a winner. Uh, Houston, Texas. This is where this happened. Lucio uh, Contario Diaz, 50, was arrested in Houston this week and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon after allegedly putting his penis inside the water bottle uh, during his shift at a medical office. The woman had set up a camera and captured footage of the suspect after noticing an odd smell in her water bottle. The lawsuit was filed on behalf of the woman and three other victims who have also come forward. Just picked it up, removed the cap, and proceeded to put his penis halfway into the bottle. Then he lift, then he tilted it so that his penis was surrounded by water. So, <laughs> I don't... What, what goes through your brain to say, this is a good thing? I mean... Yo, okay, got it. A junior high kid would do this as a joke and find it funny. But 50-year-old guy at a medical clinic? I, I don't I don't know. It's a crazy world out there. Yeah, it is. So this, this lady decided to use a camera after she detected foul odors in the water bottle and a co-worker who offered to make her coffee one day noticed the inside of the bottle was yellow. Uh, the victim had, okay, so... Are you not rinsing your water bottle out once in a while? That that concerns me. The victim had also asked the co-worker to use her bottle for the coffee because water from the dispenser at work smelled and tasted funny. So who knows what this guy was? This guy putting his his junk in a coffee pot too. <laughs> uh, so now, unfortunately, this is not a new phenomenon. No, it is. Yeah. Hearing about it thirty years ago, so. So, according to the suit, the initial victim contracted herpes from the water bottle, as did one other person. 
Can you believe that? Herpes is almost, I think that's feasible. Yeah, because herpes that's is weird. the basis even of cold sores and stuff, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. there's way. different simplexes. Yeah. yeah, so anyway, uh, that would be something I don't appreciate at work. You putting your genitalia <laughs> in my water bottle. So don't be that uh, if guy. If it happens at my place of work, I'm in trouble since I work at home mostly. So. <laughs> That's, uh, that would be it's really your, bad. It's your alter <laughs> ego doing it. <laughs> Stop that. If you if you feel like you need to do this to get back at a coworker, just say no and write that email that you that you refuse to delete. Do that. Don't give them herpes through their water bottle. So, anyway, uh, so, you know, we had the election. Well, I, is the election still going on? Or are they done counting in a couple of the states? I, I think some people are some really slow counters, but yeah. uh, yes, I think people are still counting. And so, yeah, what, what was funny was the administration, of course, uh, Jean-Pierre, the, um, spokesperson for Corinne Jean-Pierre, however you say her name, the spokesperson for them were, was out there already as the votes were going on and right before it talking about how um, voter suppression was still in effect, especially in Georgia. Now, the funny thing about this was more people have voted in Georgia than have ever voted before. So this whole voter suppression, Jim Crow 2.0 thing that they were putting out, you know, a year or two ago was, is just, just fell on flat ears because no one's vote was suppressed. Now, I will say that things look fishy when it takes you a week and a half to count votes. Um, that ju- It just doesn't. The optics there are bad. That's true. Uh, I do think it's mostly because that we've changed what an acceptable ballot is and the hoops we have to jump through. <sighs> I just don't understand. Yeah. Well, when you, like Maricopa County... They're piling votes up, and they don't count the votes that were turned in on the day. So I guess there you you can mail your ballot in, or you can drop you can go in and vote normally, or you can take your your provisionary ballot that you get in the mail and then take it and drop it off. So what they do is they take those votes and just put them in a pile and wait to count them last. Mm-hmm. But it takes them several days to count them. And then, of course, they keep finding ballots. And I, this is the part that drives me nuts. Now, Florida count, as soon as Florida gets them, they count them and then hold that vote until after the polls close on that day. And then they release that initial total. And in in Arizona and Pennsylvania, other places, it's the opposite of that. They hold the ballot and then count it later which I think is, now, there, there's always naughtiness going on in elections on both sides of the aisle. So oh, yeah. we can all admit that, that they all are doing funny stuff. But it's usually not enough to skew the election, per se. You know, it happens, but it's not more than just a very small percentage of what's going on. So if somebody wins by, you know, 3 or 4%, then... Uh, even the amount of nefarious activity there usually can't skew the result. Um, but when you sit there and you're still counting 10 days later, 
because ballots are just sitting around I, that and it may be all legit and and wonderful but uh it it breeds conspiracy and then you hear these little stories about some of the priests. Oh, we found ballots sitting behind the pop machine or whatever. And those need counted too. Or one, I think, is it Pennsylvania that wants to wait? If your, if your ballot is postmarked or they receive it within so many days after the election, it's still good. You know, uh, assuming somebody's in a, foxhole over you know in ukraine or something and wanted to mail their ballot in and it might take it three months to get to the united states and get counted uh, there's those kind of things just kind of drive me nuts and we know all this stuff can get co- counted quickly and so and i'm not disputing any election results but i wish uh, county elections and municipal elections and state elections and for federal kind of stuff they would get their acts together to keep the nefarious looking stuff at bay right. and just do it yeah, faster the, the optics are quite evil and if the populace doesn't trust in the process um what's the point it's, uh, uh, it's yeah. a scary proposition and I think in Arizona that uh, what some of the news reports were saying is that there's so many people that don't trust the process, so they hold on to their ballot to the last second and then take it to the polls with them. Mm-hmm. And so, and that, and that just breeds, yeah, it just breeds more possible counting errors. I don't know. Well, Carrie Lake in Arizona is, I guess, filing lawsuits now about the vote count, but she's not going to well, end up really winning. close. I mean, yeah. she's. She didn't win now, um, but it's still really close. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't yeah. know if it's close enough for a recount, but. I Yeah, I don't know. Because I think she's like three three percentage points down. But I haven't oh, I did. Maybe it slid more. Okay. Yeah. I haven't looked at it, it in a little to while. To me, she just was a really strong candidate, regardless of yeah. party. And the other one wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, just like your general feel, which which doesn't matter. Sometimes it's all about issues. Yeah. And I don't live in Arizona, so um, I don't know. But, yeah. We'll see what the future brings. Maybe voting bots. <laughs> voting bots. Pro- proxy voting. <laughs> Did somebody call in an airstrike on you? I, I oh, think I can hear them. Yeah, you... <laughs> yeah that's the uh you know i live right next to the municipal airport up here and so the uh one of the hangars right across the street from my house has three helicopters little Ooh. like four person jobs they like uh yeah they they do some scenic stuff and they do some advertising and that kind of stuff but anyway yeah they are constantly going off so so there's a whole bunch of private jets that are across the airport. And then I have a lot of prop planes that take off right in front of my house. So it, as you're well aware, I kind of like airplanes. So, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say I, I don't dislike living across from an airport, but it does get kind of loud every once in a while. Um, I can't see outside to see what just flew over. 
couple weeks ago, there was on Veterans Day, there was all kinds of World War II jets and stuff flying over, or not jets, but prop planes. Um, there was no, not really any jets during World War II. Well, towards the end, the Germans had a Messerschmitt. But anyway, that that's off the. <laughs> Were topic. you standing on the front lawn, pointing in the sky, saying "Airplane, airplane, airplane, airplane. the plane, the plane"? <laughs> that's not what I was. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that. I've almost been in like several accidents recently watching the planes, but yeah, that's the way it goes. Well, let's say, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, Trump announced that he's going to run for president. What do you think about that? Um, I'm not sure. It it seems to have thrown the world into a hissy fit. So positive and negative. So um, just grab your popcorn and watch. That's right. Watch, watch the dumpster fire inside a train wreck inside of a catastrophe movie. Well, he was more. It just really seems like whoever's in charge is who I blame. Yeah. Um. It, it doesn't make right. It doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's one thing I was. I was, <laughs> I was talking to my wife about it the other day, and I said, "The one thing I know about this election since." The Republicans barely got control of the House, and they lost the Senate. We're almost guaranteeing that the, uh, unless the Republicans run goofiness, which could be Trump, I don't know, um, unless the Republicans sabotage themselves entirely, they're they're almost guaranteed the White House because Biden's incoherent. So, yeah. Uh, and they can't, they, they won't have COVID to hide him in the basement this time. And he'd, and he's yeah. always out there saying goofy stuff and they can't, I, you can't drug an 86 year old that much. Can you, <laughs> I mean that much more, that much more. <laughs> he, he does seem to have a, an active window mm-hmm. and I assume he's getting some sort of a pick me up. Uh, yeah. Happy juice. Getting a vitamin um, B shot or something. B12. But it, it could be wrong. It yeah. just, it really seems like he has moments of uh, clarity, real energy, and then drop off. Yep. So, but so do I. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still drinking a little bit of coffee here. So, well, as long as you give him his pudding and let him watch Mat- Matlock in the afternoon, he does pretty good. <laughs> so, but that's a that's what Ben Shapiro always says. Ben Shapiro always says he just give him his tapioca and put him in front of Matlock. Um, the yeah, so. Uh, just a clarification. I've never voted for Trump because, uh, I just, I don't, there's something inherently there I don't like, but I didn't vote for the criminal he ran against nor the Biden crime family either. So I'd much rather vote for the third party and the last one, Mullen, uh, who was just running for Senate in Utah, who's obviously a spook and a CIA plant, but I did vote for him for president last time. So, cause I couldn't vote for trump or the the senior citizen that probably needs a walker anyway <laughs> trump's little announcement was pretty bland uh he didn't set off any uh richter scales that's for sure it just seems really early to me to be to me making such an announcement i you know people are tired of him I, at least i am yeah. i i'm just he wears me out like um other presidents, they start getting long in the tooth, you know, about five or six years in, 
he gets long in the tooth like five or ten minutes after you listen to him. So I, I don't know. Yeah, it's funny when some people say he's a terrible speaker, and they go, "Actually, he's a he's a wonderful orator." It's just mm-hmm. you don't like what he's saying. Yeah, I don't always either. And he loves going on little segues and stories and yeah, just tangents and so forth. So, but yeah, he might be overexposed at this point, and he definitely has the ability to how the, how is it said before? Kookify the kooks. <laughs> Kookify the kooks. Uh, just like, like really rattle the cages of the, oh, yeah. of the craziest monkeys to get them just going nuts. And once half the zoo is screeching, the other half's going to follow. Right. So, and, and so that really makes me, you know, in a position where I'm almost defended him. And it's like, well, what he said wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. What do you mean it wasn't that bad? It's like, oh, geez, settle down. Right. What do you mean settle down? Oh my gosh. <laughs> And then on the other side, isn't he the greatest thing ever? I said, no. No. <laughs> How can you say that? It's like, oh my gosh, everybody's nuts. Yeah, it's like, it's the old, uh, down. you have to be all in, otherwise you hate me. <laughs> yeah, and that's, uh, I was talking about the echo chamber earlier. Mm-hmm. That's really dangerous to our psyches, too. Yeah. I, I don't even know anybody who voted for so-and-so. It's like, well, somebody you don't did. get out much, much yeah. do you? You're in your own little reality bubble. Uh, yeah, so I anyway. I think Trump is, I will say President Obama was very divisive as a president. Like, the country was definitely divided because of him. Yeah. But Trump has taken that to a new level. And so part of me just simply wants the Republicans not to be so divisive. Um, politically, I lean more towards the Republican side, but I don't like the party because I think they just they screw us over just like the Democrats do. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, I, I when you say lean, uh, people get upset at that. Oh, you're alt right adjacent. Like, <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I'm a person, but no, I I have a lot of principles that might fall into what you think is the left or right. And yeah. honestly, half the time, they don't know what left no. or right means either. They have to talk to somebody, oh, do, we, do we support that? I don't know. Why don't you use that um, <laughs> that gray matter uh, in that bump between your shoulders and think about things? What? It yeah. doesn't hurt. It doesn't I, hurt. I was talking to my daughter the other day about some of this. So my my daughter's very liberal. I think she classifies herself as a democratic socialist now. I know her husband does, and I think she jumps in there. So she, what she says to me is, uh, her and her husband love Texas and want to move to Austin. But the reason they want to move to Austin is because it's the one blue dot in the center of Texas, politically, right? So, but now um, she says, I... I can't move to Texas because I can't get an abortion there. Now, like, what What are you talking about? Well, you know, they're outlawing abortion all across the country. And I'm like, what does that matter? You live in Illinois. They want to kill babies after they're born. What is, <laughs> uh, I, and I don't get that thought process. I'm like, where, where now, the the weird thing about all this is that she doesn't want to have kids. So it's just this 
talking point, so to speak, in her life that she's got to support it somehow. So, yeah, it's, but it, but it, 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 it doesn't flow with abortion. So if you just took abortion out, you plug any, any, uh, issue like that in there. So it had nothing to do with the abortion. It's, it's about moving to Texas where there's people who don't think like me and I can't live in my echo chamber anymore. Therefore I cannot do it. So okay. just take abortion all the way out of that. No matter what you think about abortion, whatever you can plug and play any political whatever into that little moment and it plays out the exact same way. Yep. And, um, for for everyone's information, all big cities are blue dots. Yeah. So, at least in Texas. So. <laughs> um, yeah, because even Dallas. When it comes to Austin, they better visit first. Yeah. <laughs> for a while, because I've been, and it's a very nice place to go. It's also a very nice place to leave. Yeah. Um, they are kooky, kooky, kooky. Yeah. And I don't mean like I disagree with their politics. I'm just like, you guys are weird. <laughs> see you later well that's all the infiltrators from other states that come there and think oh this is our utopia but but they're nice yeah it's it's still texas they're very nice so yeah they have concealed carry or open carry <laughs> it tends to make people nice when you know if you're too mean they might blow your brains out but, yeah uh, yeah that happens <laughs> well i think i've told you before people don't get robbed during during the dark when it's dark <laughs> robberies are during the day yeah because you can see because <laughs> you don't want to get shot right it's very true yeah <laughs> so it's kind of weird but uh, it's true yeah somebody's gonna draw on you I, it's <laughs> happened a few times you go into the wrong house at the wrong time of day and down in texas and you will get shot um because uh yeah, up here, the police take 25 minutes to respond. So if you don't have some form of protection you're the chan- and the intruder or whoever is armed, you know, you're, you, you've got to fend for yourself between 20 and 30 minutes. So Well, now, we don't have a gun. And to my surprise, it's not illegal not to have a gun. What? But I literally have swords on the wall. Yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, that'll I- hurt. <laughs> so let me i don't i shouldn't put this out there because now i'll probably get robbed oh shoot yeah, yeah i just i just outed myself yeah so you know i have i have firearms but they fire very small caliber copper rounds <laughs> otherwise known <laughs> as bbs yeah. do they have a special propellant as well yeah a little co2 yeah. cartridges yeah <laughs> so i mean that's what i have you know just to do some little if i need to shoot a, a marmot outside or a squirrel or, uh, you know, or just do some little fun things with the grandkids. But I, it, part of the reason I don't have a weapon in the house, a firearm, is because I've read all the statistics. And the chances of you getting shot go way up if you own a firearm. They so, double. Yeah. So I, I don't own one. But I do have other forms to protect myself. And believe me. If uh, you come into my house unannounced, um, things are not going to happen without a fight. <laughs> That's right. Especially if you're, I mean, 
stuff is one thing. Yeah. And that will make me angry, but yeah. you're like, okay, just go. But families, yeah. family, something families else. are different. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to find out. So, <laughs> so yeah, I have strategically placed weapons around the house. So you frying pan, rolling pin. Uh, yeah. Other other things made out of oak that are possibly carved no into the shape shooters? of a baseball bat. I don't know. Oh, okay. Actually, that's pretty good. Yeah. So I have small baseball bats around the house. You're gonna get knocked upside the head at least once. So, and uh, yeah, I might get a minor callus or blister on my finger, but you're getting a cast. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're probably going to get banned on every platform now. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not violent people. We're not. And if you yeah. tell anybody I am, I'll knock your block <laughs> off. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to. This isn't even an article anymore. We just strayed into into strange territory. Yeah, so well, that okay. you know, that's us. Yeah, well, we can go back to the articles where uh, we more political issues. U.S. sets new record for migrant border crossings. So, hey. um Last, now this this article's a couple of weeks old from Axios, but um, the the most recent estimates is this year alone, two million people will cross the border illegally. That is the ones that the border patrol the border patrol knows of and have caught. There's an estimate of 50 to 100% more that the Border Patrol has no idea about. So somewhere, to conservative estimates are 2.5 to 3 million people have come across the border illegally in this last year, in 2022. That's yep, one that pales in comparison to the fifty that showed up. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a conversation <laughs> I had <Sorry. laughs> with a Gen Z the other day who was just writing on me about, oh, it's so terrible. These people don't know where they're going. They just load them on buses and send them out to Martha's Vineyard or New York mm-hmm. City where there's no resources for them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I said, Well, they're sanctuary cities. Just because they're a sanctuary city doesn't mean they have the resources for people like this. Uh, it's like, posturing. It's yeah. Sanctuary city. And so and then I said, well, 50 people crushes your ability to serve people? That doesn't sound reasonable. Well, they're yeah, just not ready and- for this kind of influx. I said, do you realize yeah. how many people are coming across the border at like El Paso a day? Yeah. Uh, it's like and, and uh, I had a friend that, that said, I, "I don't know how you can." And this is a smart guy, okay? Mm-hmm. But he he was like, um, "I don't know how you can get upset about somebody just wanting to be have a better life. Don't you want for that for yourself?" And I go, "Well, sure." And in fact, I'm pro immigration, mm-hmm. but this is the dumbest way to do it. Um, we don't know who's coming across the border. We do know there's drugs, like fentanyl. Yeah. And meth and all kinds of lovely stuff. We do know that there's, and not everybody. Uh, and then somebody will go, oh, who's going to pick our crops? It's like, wow. 
Who's going to clean my toilet? Well, welcome to the Civil War. Well, isn't and, isn't know. that what Schur- Schumer did the other day when he Gosh. said, he said, well, we need the employees. Yep, but no country lets people, well, I guess the UK is doing it too, a little bit. I've been hearing about that too. But quite often they ship them over podcast. to France. Well, they're uh, coming from Albania primarily, but mm-hmm. uh, there's there's a lot of criminals coming over, so they're starting to get and they're at an island for goodness sake. Yeah. You know? So, um, I should say Great Britain, even though it's not really Great Britain anymore, but that island, the United um, Kingdom. Uh, but yeah, it's just like actually, yeah, we need to immigrate people. We don't need to just open the doors. No. And uh, everybody that thinks, oh. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know what? I live way north of the southern border, mm-hmm. way north, far enough that I'm like, I don't think I'm qualified to make that s- statement. But there are people in towns of 5,000 people that have 25,000 immigrants roll through there. Yeah. Like a month. And, and tell me how, about. How can you sustain that? Yeah. It's, tell me about resources being used up. I mean, I mean those people all have to drink they all have to eat they all have mm-hmm. to go potty mm-hmm. um and more and as it gets cold now yes it even gets cold way down there um but yeah cold cold enough that you can't just sleep in the outdoors so yeah it is bonkers to me why it, I, and i'm pro immigrant not that i'm not empathetic yeah I mean, yeah, I believe in I the concept of the American mutt. Yeah. So um, we all have what cold are, noses. So what most is that. Yeah, most people in the United States are make made up of many, many nationalities. Oh yeah. So ourselves included. Yeah. Uh, and the there's a certain reality the immigration that I love, and I love you know the concept of the American melting pot and all of that. But those people came through in a system, you know, through Ellis Island, like half of my family came through Ellis Island back in the day when the, when the Irish were coming in to the States. Uh, And so that was a process. People were checked in. People were noted. My, my last name, according to our family tradition is misspelled because of the check-in process. Um, that Ellis Island. So the, but folks that are coming in right now, there's no check-in process. It's just coming across the board. They have no status. And then you have states that want to give folks like that driver's license and give them access to medical care and such. Our country is $32 trillion in debt. There, There's no margin in any budget anymore to take care of all these people who are not contributing to anything because they technically can't work. So they're just doing cash under the table. They're not paying taxes on that unless they go buy something at the local supermarket. Well, actually uh, some of them are. Yeah. Well, they, they're paying taxes and not getting the benefits. Yeah. That's the other, cause they have illegal. And that's like, well, that's not right. <laughs> right. They have illegal I 10 numbers or so, you know, they're yeah. using somebody else's social security number. So I, yeah, it's, 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 it's that we we can't just do this willy-nilly. I mean, no. The only thing we should do willy-nilly without checking IDs or anything is voting, right? Yep. So. <laughs> there you go. It's trying to get you started. 
<laughs> no one will ever convince me that that has any kind of intellectual merit to it. It's like, you, what else can you do without an ID? Yeah, I. It's buy things with cash, okay, but it's like when the yeah Ver, Veritas <laughs> or like Campus Crusade or whoever goes up and talks to BIPOC people walking down the street. Hey, do you need help getting an ID? And they're like, what What are you talking about? I got my driver's license right here. Like, oh, well, I was under the impression that you were un, that you were not yeah. able to get one. That's uh, just poking the bear. But yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. But you're never going to find one that says, well, no, I don't carry ID unless it's a, I have heard that um, some people won't show ID to the police. Yeah. And I kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel for them. And I, that's a terrible situation. And that's all on purpose. But. It's not like you go, we're talking about voting. We're talking Mm -hmm. about the democratic process. Mm -hmm. We are not a democracy, folks. Sorry, stop saying that. We're a representative republic. democratically elected republic. We're a constitutional democracy. And if we were a democracy, it'd be a real mess. So the, the republic, it's not perfect, but it's better than all the others. Isn't that the old saying? Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's capitalism. <laughs> it's the, the worst, the worst economic system, except for all the others. Why do you support such greed? <laughs> like, why, why do you want to be paid more than somebody uh, else? So, so this is, is this episode greedy? has to be called off the rails. We're yes. just, uh, <laughs> I don't care. I'm like the uh, millennial conversation I had the other day about bike paths. It was. Uh, well, we need more bike paths in this certain city because they're in the top 10 of being the fattest in the United States. And I said, Sounds why? Like you need more bikes first. Why, or... why would you want to put bike paths there? Well, because they're much cheaper to build and those people need more exercise. But that town is entirely hilly. Nobody wants to ride bikes up and down hills. But it's the best for them. I'm like, what kind of... Yeah, it's not worrying about other people, worry about yourself. So let's spend millions of taxpayer money to put in bike paths where nobody's going to use them because it's what's good for them. What well, kind what of doing socialist claptrap is that? <laughs> they're comparing it to different European countries, but I mean, you're talking about hundreds of years of culture. Yeah. And yeah, everybody rides their bike everywhere because the weather um lends itself to bike riding the culture lends itself to bike riding it's part of their family and cultural bonding you can't just slap that idea into a city but yeah especially it, in america i mean we're in flux we're all over the place we're we're flowing this way and that way i mean you and i have both moved in the last uh decade yeah a significant distance uh for for work or whatnot and had to Relocate and travel. And I mean, how different is your community? I mean, in some ways it's exactly the same. In some ways it's yeah. radically different. Like, uh, yeah, where I live, there's bike paths everywhere. Anybody Guess on bikes? Where? Yes. Tons of okay. people on bikes. Just checking. Just but, checking. Now, but the altitude between here and five miles away is about 50 feet difference. So uh, there's no sharp hills to go up and down. Mm-hmm. I, Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, there's there's bike paths everywhere because people can ride their bikes because there's not hills everywhere. Now, 
that's not to say that there's not a hill here or there, but even when there's a hill, it's like a, a railroad track kind of hill. You know, it's the slow, gradual kind of thing. Or like the city I grew up in, when you, there's the, the river is separates a couple states there. There's mm-hmm. rather large hills on both sides. And, uh, it, and the cities are built into those hills. Like, St. Louis is the same way. There's not bike paths all over St. Louis because guess what? People don't like riding up and down hills because it's hard. So yeah, it's it's one thing. Yeah, because I'm from a place like that too. When your geography resembles a plate, yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty easy to ride back and forth. But I was going to ask, um, do people on the bike paths have their snow tires on their bikes <laughs> now? Or you you know what? Snark! <laughs> this this is something that surprised me about moving up here to the northern latitudes. People do have different tires they'll put on their bikes, and they've got wow, those. Okay. Uh, but people are riding, like, everywhere I grew up. You know, we tried riding our bikes when we were kids during the winter down in Nebraska. And then you just crashed all the time because you'd hit a patch mm-hmm. of ice and you can't keep your bike up. But up here, they figured out how to do it. They, there's people riding bikes all year long, and it amazes wow. me. That's what I get for being a smart aleck. Yeah, they. It is actually, and every golf wow. tu- and every golf course turns into a cross cross country skiing range. So, oh sure, yeah. But yeah, cool. I mean, not as many people obviously as in the summer and spring and fall are riding bikes, but there's a fairly large contingent of people who ride their bikes in the middle of winter. Well, well plus they're climatized. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. Now you and I came from warmer places that got cold. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for us, but like I moved down here and you know, I go outside and I'm not kidding you. One time I went out to my, the parking lot, got in my car and there's a guy in a snowmobile suit. <laughs> it was 50 degrees. Oh jeez! And I'm short sleeve shirt jeans you know and uh this guy's like oh it's so cold and i went it's nice he's like oh you're not from here are you and i went i don't care where you're from (laughs) what you're wearing is for sub-zero temperatures right i mean unless you're outside all day what the heck right you're just there's no way you're not sweating inside that i mean if 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 it's 40 degrees and you gotta stand outside all day i get it because it sinks in your bones. Mm-hmm. But um. well, it reminds me, like 10 years ago, we took a group of junior high schoolers down to Texas for a, a conference. From It was in early February. So where they were coming from in the northern uh, Midwest, it, you know, the average temperature is probably in the 20s. And we got down to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Probably 60. Yeah, it's like 50, the lows 60, at night were in the maybe upper 40s, and then during the day mm-hmm. it'd get up to yeah upper 50s, maybe 60. And so we had the opportunity to we were getting lunch in the middle of the conference, and the the fast food place that we were going to had still had chairs and tables outside. So they're like, "Hey, can we eat outside?" I'm like, "Sure, why not?" But <laughs> and they're like outside in short sleeve shirts and shorts. And everybody's walking into the the restaurant looking at them, and they all got like winter jackets on, 
And a couple of people had scarves wrapped around their heads, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not that cold. <laughs> when we went to Virginia years and years ago in October, and we decided to go out to the beach because, you know, it's 65 degrees, and there's nobody. Oh. I went, it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, beaches stink, but uh, <laughs> it was neat to see. Yeah. And, you know, go out to the ocean. Um <laughs> But we we went back to our friend's house. They're like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "That oh, was great. No crowds. Yeah, it was warm. <laughs> I got sunburned. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We saw crabs rolling around the beach. Yeah, it was amazing. It's just funny. <laughs> Let's talk about this uh, interesting lawsuit. <laughs> Sorry. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so, set it up. This is a classic American <laughs> lawsuit. So, Barilla, which is makes a whole bunch of pasta products, they they market themselves as Italy's number one brand of pro- pasta. But it turns out that uh, nobody in Italy actually eats it. So some some dingaling decides to sue them over this. So. Uh, the pro, uh, will face a lawsuit over accusation that mid-led, misled customers to believe products made in Iowa and New York are actually made in Italy. The federal judge on Monday denied Barilla's motion to dismiss a class action lawsuit accusing the company of misrepresenting its products. The judge found that the company's phrase, Italy's number one brand of pasta, could mislead consumers to believe that the pasta is made in Italy. Barilla also fe- features the green, red, and white colors of of the Italian fag on its signature blue boxes. In addition okay. to asking the court to stop Brilla from using Italy's likeness in marketing and on the products, plaintiffs are seeking monetary compensation, claiming they overpaid for the pasta. <laughs> My gosh. Okay. Uh, can I can I, uh, uh, I can see the picture of the boxes in the article. Yeah. Yep, yep. Where is the green? Oh, there's a little like the, exactly. Yeah. It's on there, but I've never noticed it. And we buy that brand yeah. all the time because it's a darn good brand. Yeah, it's good. It's but they really like it in Italy. Where's the Chef Bayardie uh, uh, lawsuits? <laughs> right. You know? Where Where is this lawsuit for all the crap we buy from <laughs> China? And when I say crap, I don't mean everything coming from. I'm talking about the stuff that uh, used to be made in Italy. Mm-hmm. Like my uh, Mocha Espr- Express, which is a, a coffee pot, a little bitty bitty coffee pot. Have you ever seen them? Which they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, then they say, "Hey, we could save a lot of money. Just make them in China." Yeah, I don't buy that anymore because yeah. they're garbage and they have little silver filings that come into your coffee. Ugh. And Lord knows where they go after you drink the coffee. But I just threw that thing in the garbage. Uh, garbage. garbage. I don't know where that came from. Um, <laughs> but, oh, oh, silly. Now, if this is a false claim on their box, mm-hmm. I don't think this guy should get anything, but they should take it off. Yeah. That's it. But You're not overpaying. Uh, it's still a superior brand, in my opinion. Yeah. So, huh, <laughs> I'm seeking damages because I overpaid for pos. What's one of those boxes? Called? Well, now in the Biden economy, they probably cost a hundred dollars. Why don't you see the economy because, or the economy, the government? Because 
80 some cents of every tax dollar doesn't make it to where it's supposed to go. Right, right. Yeah. The government soaks it up. <laughs> I just, but this is a class, <laughs> classic, classic American lawsuit, right? And right. to have some judge that goes, this seems reasonable. Yeah. Just. Well, <laughs> he did just say, I'm not going to dismiss it. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe he was laughing too. Yeah, he could be. Yeah. Maybe he was like, okay, I'm not going to dismiss it. Hey, gorilla. Put your worst lawyer on this. <laughs> Let's make this guy pay through the nose to lose. That would that, be awesome. Yeah, that but, would uh, be good. <laughs> they can swing it. So we. Oh my goodness! So uh, it's stupid. Yeah, and it's it's what are those boxes of pasta cost? Two bucks, three bucks. Oh, that's too much. Yeah. Well, if if you ever drive down I-35 in the middle of Iowa, so they have a huge plant outside Ames, Iowa. It's right on the side of I-35. So you can see it all right there. It's made right in Iowa. So Can I stop for some pasta? Yeah, well, you probably oh, but they don't make sauce. So. They probably have a company store there. You never know. <laughs> you know, I bet nobody uh, eats ragu or or what well, prego prego in the yeah we're culturally appropriating there something <laughs> it's not that i'm acting like an idiot i'm acting like this other guy who's acting yes. like an idiot that's you're you're uh, as russian Lindlaw would say you're yeah. illustrating absurdity by being absurd that's exactly correct yeah this is uh so next oh, story is annoying people say these 75 things according to Reddit users. So I, I looked through this recently and uh, we, Reddit is like a black hole to me about stuff. Every it's once not while my I, favorite place. <laughs> every once in a while I find something that's actually, you know, you do a Google search about how to do this. And, you know, there's always somebody on Reddit who decided that, they knew how to do it better than anybody else. And every once in a while I read those, but then I start reading comments and I'm just like, Oh my gosh. And of course, what's that? Uh, um, there's that, uh, concept that, you know, it only takes like six posts before somebody gets called a Nazi. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about? I believe about. that it doesn't matter what you're talking about. Yeah. Either, so. so you're talking about how to, how to rewire an outlet and within six posts on Reddit, somebody's being called a Nazi. That's what it yeah, seems that to make, that makes to sense. So well, I always used to say Reddit is where information goes to die. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, so the, yeah, the minor activity going on in the house. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's okay. Everybody. All right. Or do you need a, yeah, we're fine. Do you need a baseball bat? <laughs> I'll go pick one up. Okay. Louisville slugger goes on the list. <laughs> so, so, uh, the first handful of comments are stuff that irritate me. So the, the number one thing that Reddit users said are annoying is when somebody starts out their conversation, I don't mean to be rude, but. Yeah. Yeah, that could also be no offense, but. Yeah. No offense intended. Uh, yeah. Or. Yeah, I, I agree with some of these. It's common sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not sure when it became the preferred filler words but you're annoying yeah <laughs> i i simply have a powerful personality and i've not actually ever seen that one but that would be a little bit uh okay. finishing off a sentence let's agree to disagree dun, dun, dun. no offense but it's just a joke 
Oh, this is a classic one. Let's unpack this. <laughs> yeah, it can be said when it doesn't sound pretentious, but yeah. out of context, that really sounds bad. Let's unpack this. Yeah, this is the, the next one's a classic. Do you know who I am? Oh, <laughs> someone who rests on their laurels, I right. think, is the answer to that question. Someone who needs whopped upside the head. Can't you see I'm busy? It is not too busy to type. type Can't you see I'm busy? How idiotic! <laughs> right. <laughs> Go back to your Slack channel. Uh, <laughs> if you're so busy, why are you on Reddit still? Right. Nice. <laughs> it is what it is. It it is. That's one of my favorite sayings. Yeah, because it's so stupid. Yep. Well, actually, that's a. Oh, there's one in that list right there, a couple down. What's that? Why do people hate that? Oh, oh, because it has religious connotations. Yeah, love the sinner, hate the sin. Love sinner. the sinner, yeah. hate the sin. Yeah. I would say amen if somebody said that around me. So. <laughs> yeah. Even if you're not religious, it's like, it just means that people aren't what they do. Yeah. They aren't the accumulation of. Anyway, moving on. Well, there, there's also the, you know, the Matthew 7. I have to look it up. You know, where Jesus says, before you judge somebody else, before you look at that sawdust speck in your neighbor's eye, maybe you should look at the plank in your own yeah. eye. Yeah. You know, and there's a little bit of that connotation in there as well. Uh, I always keep it real, and a lot of people cannot <laughs> hide the truth I speak. What the heck? Who is it? Who says that? <laughs> I I want those kind of responses. That, that is so arrogant because it's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I bet the person who who posts that doesn't type it; they copy and paste. Yeah, it. probably. Pred <laughs> predictive text. <laughs> I need to speak to the manager. Yes. Where is Karen? That's uh, brilliant. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I knew problematic was a bad one, too. Yeah, so. that's problematic. Not to play Ugh. the devil's advocate, but anytime you throw a but in there as a response, yeah. I mean, that's basically as the what. You can ignore everything up to the but, basically. Yeah, the it's, what about is, um, you know, trust the science. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got to admit I hate that, too, because whenever somebody uses it, whether or not I agree with them, they don't always trust the science. Because no. when the science does a little a little u-turn on them they're like oh that's just propaganda it's like holy cats yeah <laughs> oh full stop nice yeah full stop. yeah most of these are irritating <laughs> i'm just an aggressive person i have a lot on my mind well yeah, it's, uh, there's not much <laughs> in it this is a good one for husbands to say to their wives why are you in such a bad mood <laughs> And settle down. Yes. Calm down, dear. What's wrong? There are worse things you could say in, in there, but that's not true. We're throwing a gender <laughs> reveal party? Why? Why is that annoying? Because ah. they're all over the place. <laughs> wow. Well. For your situational awareness. That's pretty cute, actually. Yeah. Now, I have said that about certain people. You're not situationally aware of what's going on around you. Yeah. I have that's, said that. uh, that's, we have a lot of problems with that since the lockdown started. Yeah. Um, situational awareness. Yep. 
Let's see. I reject the premise of that question. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's a good one. A couple, one, a couple down. That's a skip. Oh, Threat this... to our democracy. Yes. Amen. <laughs> We're not a democracy. <laughs> but not only that, but it's it's like, what do you mean? Yeah. And they can never really answer. Yeah. They say, oh, well, it's, it's clear that if so-and-so gets in power, it's just... <sighs> do, do you realize people voted for that if that does happen? So... How is that a? You don't want a real democracy. No, you don't want the majority stomping out the minority. Um, I'm that type. Let's see. Let's be nice. Per my last email, that's a classic. (laughs) Do your own research. Do the work. These are just. uh... Yeah. (laughs) I wear a mask with a smile for hours at a time. Because I'm so broken inside. <laughs> uh, I'm only saying what everyone's thinking. That's an interesting one. Okay. And mind reader too. Yeah. Nice. It's a no brainer. Let's see. It, it, to me, it, these are all things that you hate. If what comes after it, you disagree with. Yeah, pretty much. And some of them are kind of sanctimonious, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, You'd be prettier if you smiled. That's another one husbands should say to their wives. <laughs> okay, that's a little sexist there. Yeah, that'd be nice. Why did she wait so long to say something? Now that, so the she there, that's obviously a, a loaded question. Because it would only be a female that ever did that. But then I'd be told I was reading into something. Uh, here's another classic. Why are you so quiet? I've been through worse. They they don't like the customers always right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was that offends somebody. I'm sorry if sorry I if I offended you. you. Yeah, we both saw that at the same time. <laughs> nice. Um. It, it is a backhanded apology if there's such a thing. Yeah. I'm sorry if you took it the wrong way. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry <laughs> if I caused you to be mad. <laughs> You know, that that's that kind of, I'm sorry if you're angry at what I said, but. Oh, do better. Yeah, do better. <laughs> oh, I like this also, yeah. or oh. I'm just going to leave this here. That's one I would say. Yeah. I hate that one. This. This. Those are, oh, yeah, those are quite comical. Those are good. Those are good. Fun, fun, fun. So uh, we got another story. There's a, a guy who put a. Uh, uh, NFT thing underneath of his hand in Britain. Oh yeah, and he's been paying paying for stuff with his hand. Um, so of course this has ramifications for uh, those who believe in dispensational theology in the Christian. Oh yeah, uh, is it influence. on his head too? Yeah, isn't that the the phrase? Yeah, on his head or on his hand? Yeah, yeah, it's either your forehead or your right hand. People ask how I can pay with my hand. The implant looks cool, but my wife would never have one. The chip uses contactless card technology with magnetic fields transferred to data readers. Surgeons opened a pocket in the side of of the hand for the safety pin size chip, just half a millimeter thick, then stitch it up within five minutes. The father of two said using the chip takes a bit of learning. It's like a normal card, but you have to be more precise with where you tap 
It means I don't have to keep a wallet with me all the time. So, what if you want to lend your card to your kids? Yeah. Right. Whoop! Just off with your <laughs> Chop hand. Chop my hand off. There you go. Uh, so in Sweden, four thousand people have body chips linked to their bank accounts. So Arnie and South Southall West London. Oh, so at, he's yeah. Oh, West London. Okay. Yeah, West London. The technology could be used for anything, even passports, tickets, or driver's licenses. So he's just real proud of himself. Um, here's a picture of them inserting the little thing into somebody. Oh, it's on the back of his hand. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like just above his pinky towards his wrist. Right? Am I looking at that the correct way? That's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, so then he yeah just swipes his hand in front of the chip readers. But it is kind of, you know, if you've read Revelation and, you know, the Mark of the Beast and all that kind of stuff, this is one of those things uh, that uh, kind of spook people a little bit when this stuff's happening. Um, the, the key to the Revelation verses is that you, unless you have these things, you can't uh, make any... You can't do commerce, and you've got to buy into the system, basically. But, of course, he's not bought into the system, and he can do commerce, whether or not he had the chip in his hand or not. But it is a a prelude to other things happening. Of course, you know, whether you believe in the conspiracy theories about one world government and all that kind of stuff, you you can see where this could go down that path really fast. So unless you have a chip in your hand, you can't do anything because we're not going to issue cards anymore kind of thing, all that stuff. But I don't know. So this is another one of those. The next story is one of those little things that pops up. Our last big story of the day. A Maryland couple says strangers have moved into the house they just bought and refused to leave. Now, this is has to do with squatters' rights and that kind of stuff. And in some states, it's illegal for the police to actually evict somebody. So uh, the couple's realtor said it appears the two men have tried to take possession of the home and are refusing to leave. So instead of selling, settling into their new home, a Maryland couple is trying to figure out who moved in before they did. Uh, they, When they left the meeting with their bank, and drove by the property, the couple couple reportedly saw a U-Haul in the driveway and people moving in. The next day, the people were still at the house and refusing to leave. The couple's realtor told the DC News outlet that the woman panicked a little and called her to ask what is happening to the property. The couple also asked uh, their, their um, mortgage person to speak on their behalf about the people who have moved in and what's what is supposed to be their new home. The news report says the seeing at least two men at the home on Friday where they are now signs telling people to stay away from the property. So once the police was on site, they, they took a look at the lease and it was not accurate. It's not correct. So these, these guys have papers saying that they supposedly leased the property, but it's not true. Um, but this is happening actually all over the couple, all over the country where people are squatting in empty properties. If I remember right, this took place a whole bunch back in 2008 when the 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 big uh, housing bubble took place. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember this story happening before. So. And but I, 
I understand why you can't throw out squatters, mm-hmm. but usually that has to do with um, if you have some sort of reason that you're on the property, not just that you've taken control of the property. If that's the case, why would anybody buy a house? You just yeah. drive around till you found one, and then. Uh, well, that that would be the socialist mantra, right? We all deserve to have our house, so we just go find the one we want and take it over. That's right. That's right. Uh, but that's too bad. I mean, those poor people. Was the sale? They can't back out of the property, can they? No, I mean it's theirs now. It's it's the sale. So what would happen if they don't pay anymore? Then it would get foreclosed upon. They would have to pay for the difference in the foreclosure, right? I would think so. And don't you think that the bank would force those guys that are squatting in it out? Yeah, this is this is a letter of the law, not crazy. Can you hear him barking? I'm so sorry. What's that? My dog is barking. Oh, that's okay. I just accidentally turned up music really loud into the, the, oh, okay. into the Audacity <laughs> channel. I don't know but anyway. I, um, I turned the knob yeah, the it wrong just, way. It, it seems like, um, what is, what, who are we protecting? In this case, we are 100% protecting criminals. Yeah. And the fact that they're like, oh, we can't do anything. Like, what? It makes no sense. Legally, it makes no sense. Yeah, it's the, the same reason that. A lot of communities have homeless people sleeping outside all over the place in their tents and stuff. A lot of them in public right-of-ways. So, I, yeah, like recently outside of um, one of our, my work's uh, big housing projects, we had tents all over the place. All kinds mm-hmm. of human trafficking was going on. People were going outside to pick up needles every day. There was shots fired into the building quite often and nobody knew where the shots were coming from. Just bullets were breaking windows. Uh, it took months before the police and the city finally went in and cleaned up all that mess because of all the nefarious activity going, but they couldn't arrest anybody per se because the County has a no bail policy for these minor drug offenses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So if you get, caught engaged in prostitution you'll get arrested basically given a ticket and then released back on the street so i yeah so a lot of it has to do with just the way our law enforcement is kind of uh curtailed by by laws in the municipalities in which they serve which keeps them from protecting the rights of private citizens Uh, yeah it's just crazy i i don't understand it I don't understand it. Yeah. I, I, I feel for him. Yeah. I feel really bad for him. So, um, yeah. So, uh, we always like to end our, uh, podcast on a positive note, which I found a story that I really interest me. It's called bike buses catch on as a cool way to commute to school. What are they? And so, a couple, this actually happened in uh, my area up here in the Northern Latitudes. Of course, they're probably not doing it today with as cold it is and such. <laughs> but um, so a couple parents got together and what they do is collect all the kids in the neighborhood that are going to the same school and get them all on their bikes and help them get to school as one big bike pack. Mm. 
So it's a great way for the kids to get exercise. They don't have to wait outside for a bus. Uh, it's a grassroots effort, which I always like. Um, but they have about 150 kids that all ride together to get to schools, and uh, parents are volunteering to get the kids to and from school for their neighborhoods. I just think it's a really great idea, and it's really interesting. Um, uh, yeah. Now, when I grew up, I was able to walk to school. It was like five or six blocks. Yeah, um, me too. I was really close. So I didn't have to do something like this. But we did have a bike rack outside our school, and I know a couple of kids who rode their bikes to school. But I, I just thought this was a really neat idea, and, and uh, I appreciate the parents um, – putting something together like this and, you know, and uh, keeping kids safe and especially post pandemic where there's just a, a loss of a sense of community with our kids. Uh, I think something yeah, like yeah. this is really positive. So yeah, we need to re-socialize them. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. It, even if it takes a half Nelson, get him out there. <laughs> half Nelson. <laughs> doing stuff. <laughs> Uh, get in there socialize socialize we said so (laughs) (laughs) well that's about it for today we thank you all for joining us on the tom and scott podcast show we'll be back soon with another episode i'm scott and i'm tom yeah goodbye from the northern latitudes and and uh uh try to reprogram yourself even if you're not a bot (laughs) there you go (laughs) be seeing you god bless you all take care we'll talk to you next time